humans, welcome to Palin' Around, the official Your Geeky Gal Pal podcast. Here we'll be focusing on video games, fandom, pop culture, and how they interact through the internet. My name is Caitlin, and joining me as always, one half of the Mark Ruffalo fan club, Jessica Cogswell. Arguably the worst half, but yes, I am here. <laughs> uh, and that's only because who the other half is. Dwayne, oh, did you <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I figured you were going to introduce Monty, Caitlin. <laughs> oh, I figured that you were like introducing oh, Monty. No, I'm not taking your job. My job is I'm full time Mark Ruffalo fan. <laughs> like, oh my god! And actually, and also I'm quitting here. my job to become a full time Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my god! It's well, very good thing, good thing Andrew got that new job. Yeah, I guess. yeah. I say it's not very lucrative, but it's very worth it. <laughs> <laughs> The other half of, of this cursed club is Monty. It is I. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I love we how... To think of a... Like, my favorite thing about Monty... think of a Mark Ruffalo fucking it thing for you to say as well, Monty. <laughs> oh, I thought of a good Mark Ruffalo one-liner for this, uh, this episode. Oh, God. It's good. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna hit you when you're not prepared, though. Oh no, it's going to hit me my most vulnerable. <laughs> I'm not going to stop laughing. But I was going to say, my favorite thing about Monty and her greetings on the show is it's always like, I feel like whenever we get to Monty, it's almost like like the dawn is speaking. <laughs> <laughs> like Even as it's like, it is I, hello, hello. <laughs> like it just commands respect. Like, like Monty commands your attention. <laughs> What? <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. My chest hurts. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> if you can't tell, it's been a minute since we recorded, uh, so now we're all losing our fucking minds. <laughs> uh, Maybe I just uh, really admire Monty. That could be it. <laughs> you're so sweet. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, well, <laughs> hopping in <laughs> to, to today, um, so we're gonna, we already kind of spoiled it on Twitter, but, uh, today we are talking about, uh, childhood MMOs, because some of them are being, uh, renewed with new life, some of them are dead forever, and some of them have been going nonstop, so. Because what is dead may never die. Yes, <laughs> the title of the upcoming fucking Game of Thrones MMO. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Monty kind of suggested this topic because um, there was news that uh, Neopets is coming back. And well, I guess it's like, it's still kind of around because I think the site is still live, but they're like transitioning it over to completely mobile. So um, now you can get a piece of that omelet on the go. <laughs> <laughs> is this just what the episode is going to be all day? It's just fucking one-liners. <laughs> That's not all. I mean, there's an omelet, you know? I know there's an omelet. I know. But the way you said it was like you're part of Neopets PR. <laughs> well, how do you know I'm not? I don't. You should probably disclose that if you are. Uh, I am actually PR for all games, and me being on this show is actually very compromising for you and your integrity. Oh my god. <laughs> well, this was the last episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, but yeah, so I guess um, just kind of wanted to get into these MMOs and like how they kind of impacted us as, like, kids growing up in, a, like, an online, you know, like, being too online, quote-unquote, or whatever. And then, like, how they kind of factor into, like, the stuff that kids are playing now and, uh, you know, nostalgia and, like, how that works, too. Um, and then just kind of talking about our stories and uh, your stories, because we did get some listener stories as well that we will chat up about probably towards the end of the show. Heck yeah. <laughs> That's good. That was my, uh, I, I don't even know. I was just trying to, like, to indicate that 
I'm I'm liking what you're putting down. <laughs> I'm enthused. I am enthusiastic about this topic. Uh, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Just for some context, this is the earliest in the morning we've ever recorded this show for Jess, and so she's having a fucking time right I've been, now. I've been up since six in the morning, and I went to bed at about one o'clock. So this is. <laughs> This is what's happening, okay? It's it's good. It's solid content. We wanted to do a lighter episode. What is lighter than this? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna. I was okay. So <laughs> oh I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out when I want to use my one liner because it has to be a really. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that we're like trying to start the podcast <laughs> and get it off the ground in some way. You're like, when no, is the, the one, best the time one, to use my- The one-liner relates to the podcast, okay? It relates to my feelings on MMOs. You know what? I'm just going to use it now. You know, why not just fucking blow my load at the beginning? It's <laughs> <This is laughs> just like high school all over again. <laughs> Anyway, uh, my one liner is. <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> the maturity of, uh, of these childhood MMOs sometimes had me feel like I was 13 going on 30. <laughs> is it the only Mark Ruffalo movie you it's know? Not, it's not my fault. He's only been in one movie. I'm just the fan. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. My face hurts. Oh my god. Uh so 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 childhood MMOs. Uh there were there were penguins and pets and runes. Uh, That's our new podcast. Penguins, pets and runes. Uh, Gaia Online. I'm just, I'm just gonna start listing them until you guys recover. <laughs> I gotta drink some of this water. Holy fuck! <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. So, um, so what what MMOs did you guys play? Um, Monty, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so <laughs> I was talking to Kate and Jess about this before for the podcast but i didn't have like much access to stuff at homes because i didn't have a computer at the time so i had to go to like my public library which is kind of like my little other home so kind of like the limit that i had what is it like the computer limit there was like i think like an hour per person so the things that i would play would be like people next to me they would tell me games and stuff mind you like i was like seven eight nine i think up until like 13 that's when i got like my first computer but yeah so kids are always like super friendly with each other when making friends so it's not creepy coming up to them be like what you playing no that sort of thing um (laughs) (laughs) hey kid what you playing (laughs) so (laughs) things that i played was definitely gaia online um that was kind of like my outlet into like learning about different fashions. So I would follow people who had had pictures of themselves or really, you know, we figured it was them of like different fashions they had. I was really big into J fashion. And since Gaia was like quote unquote like anime inspired, um, I'd use that. I played RuneScape, uh, Club Penguin, I was on for a little bit, but never stuck. Uh, let's see what else. Hobo I was on, but like it got a whole bunch of backlash and that was really wild. And then I did a lot of Yeovil when I was on MySpace. And those things were so ugly. Like I looked back on it trying to research and they're so fucking terrifying. But yeah, that that was it for me. I also did Maple Story really young, and then I got back into it actually last year and then I fell out of it again. I was about so I just looked up Yeovil. And I was about to be like, is this by the same people who made fucking Farmville? And it turns yeah. out it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those character designs are terrifying. The eyes are so bad. It's no, they gotta change it. Yeah, it's like, what's the point in being in an MMO if you don't even want to fuck your Abby, you know? <laughs> exactly. 
God, Jess is coming out swinging today. Whoops. <laughs> but yeah. Um, um, yeah, I played... Oh, uh, God. So I played a fuck ton of Neopets. Like, a, just so much Neopets. And I was never good at it, but I played a ton of it. Can you be good and- at Neopets? Yeah, my friend Wheels, uh, of, uh, fucking, uh, Got It Memorized and Very Random Encounters and Interstitial, they, in their Twitter bio, it says, I am, I was part of the Neopets 1% because they were, <laughs> like, they had, um, I can't remember the full story and they're at PodCon, so I couldn't ask them about it, um, but they have, like, they were disgustingly wealthy in Neopets and- it's wild. Also, like, R.I.P. Shout out to all the Neopets who starved to death. Um, <laughs> that happened, for sure. Um, I also played a ton of RuneScape, though I wasn't good at it, and I never really, like, understood the game. Um, but a lot of people in my elementary school were, like, super into it. So I played a lot of that. I played some Toontown, which, R.I.P. Toontown, because I don't think that's around anymore. But it was really fun. Um... It's just like I liked the like the whole like you just have a hole that you can throw on the ground and then you can travel places with it because cartoons and that was fun. But my main one was Club Penguin, um, which like back when I first started writing on fucking YGGP, I wrote a whole article about uh my Club Penguin experience and looking back at it now i'm like damn that really was two years ago huh but um yeah i i used to catfish people on club penguin so that was fun and good (laughs) it's funny because uh penguin eat fish (laughs) um i can't i cannot do this I swear I'm not even high man it's just like it's just early and i i have work a little bit (laughs) I need to get it under control. <laughs> oh my God. Um, you know, I never, I never played Club Penguin. I, the only thing that I did on Club Penguin was I would, if my sister left her account up, uh, Erica, she's a couple years younger than me, I would just like go onto her account and be like, fuck, and just get her banned. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. I was a mean older sister. <laughs> And then Erica would get an email being like, "You were banned for for going calling everybody around you, you know, fuckwads." <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, my bad. Uh, I okay. <laughs> uh, I did play Neopets. Uh, Neopets was definitely something that uh, I I <laughs> I can't do it. It's so oh, okay. okay i did i played neopets uh in neopets i was also part of the one percent but it was definitely the bottom one (laughs) percent that game for me was a lot of logging on spinning the wheel to get my free shit getting my piece of omelet to feed my starving animals and leaving (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's what i did there uh yeah uh i also played okay so this is kind of a weird one I played a game on uh, that was like a Disney game and it was on Disney's website. It was called Virtual Magic Kingdom. And that was my shit. Uh, I played that quite a bit. Um, It's kind of a weird one. People, you guys should look it up because I don't know. uh, I don't know if it was like a really popular one. Apparently, so it launched in like 2005. It ended in 2008. The whole thing was set in like Disneyland. Um, But you got to have your own your own like room and you know like i think there were games but i don't remember ever playing them i I just uh i basically just remember talking to people it was just it was a way for me to be annoying (laughs) uh yeah that's kind of how i felt about club penguin because like that game was like not actually that fun mm -hmm. but like i because there were games in it, but, like, barely. Like, Neopets was way more engaging of a game. Yeah, Neopets was, like, a good, like, not, it was, yeah, it was engaging. That is the correct. But, 
Club Penguin is, I guess, more of an MMO because, like, you can interact with other people on Neopets, but it's not like you don't see people like walking mm. around and stuff like the way you do with like Club Penguin or the way you did because R.I.P. Club Penguin. Mm. Um, which, like, honestly, it's weird to me that that didn't end up getting like a mobile version. Yeah, that is kind of surprising, honestly, because it was it stayed around for a while. Well, especially because they rebooted it for yeah. like the new the new youths. But all they fucking care about is Minecraft and Fortnite. So, <laughs> okay, but we can't like that was part <laughs> no, of what I'm I wanted kidding, to address I'm kidding, in this is like we can't even talk shit. Like that's the thing that is kind of driving me. Like I know you're joking, but like whenever people are like, "Uh, it's just like Fortnite. Fortnite's stupid." I'm like, bitch. Like you think that like RuneScape in its original form wasn't fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I know people still play RuneScape in its original form because Monty provided us a lovely article talking about exactly that. But, like, all of the games that you play when you're a kid are fucking stupid. Like, Neopets is ridiculous. Like, Club Penguin was ridiculous. I catfished people as a 12-year-old. Like, it's... So many people who wrote in were like, yeah, I have stories about me being an awful person in Gaia Online at 11. Like... It's oh yeah i mean i'm pretty sure in virtual magic kingdom uh vmk for those of you in the know uh, <laughs> uh i i probably had like at least a few boyfriends maybe a couple girlfriends wow you're busy <laughs> yeah i also so busy <clears throat> i remember i used to be at my grandma's a lot when i was a kid growing up uh and my uncle who still lived there because he was a uh, bit younger than my mom he i would always like whenever he'd be at work i would go in his room and he'd let me play his computer and i could play whatever games i wanted to and he actually let me play the sims online oh sweet that was that was also like just an experience uh mmos they're very formative uh in (laughs) in uh childhood sexuality i guess oh god (laughs) they uh they help you explore they do though. You're absolutely <laughs> they do. Right. They do. It's like not in a bad way, not in a creepy way, but I'm being for real, okay? Like you I mean, no, that's literally what my Club Penguin thing is about. Yeah. Like I've started to figure out that I was queer because of catfishing people on Club Penguin. No, there is totally a thesis that you could write in here about how uh MMOs in and like online games with other people <laughs> help you kind of realize things about yourself and help you explore uh different aspects of things like your sexuality. I well, yeah, because, I mean, it definitely gives you, like, a mask to be behind and, like, get to try on, like, different identities and, like, see, w- like, throw shit at the wall and see what sticks in, like, kind of a safe way. Like, as safe as, like, being on the internet in the mm-hmm. early 2000s was. I remember I also used to hit on people in, uh, you know how Yahoo had games? <laughs> oh my god, what? No, I did not know that. Oh, uh, I think they still do, but yeah, no, I used to play some, play Pictionary and lie about my age. what was your go-to age i like literally just put a piece of food in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) Mm. see you didn't want to be really obvious you don't want to say 18 that's like really obvious so i would always be like oh i'm like 22 22 female california which is like (laughs) shockingly close to what it is now but (laughs) I, oh I became my dreams. I became my life. You set your intentions to the universe. <laughs> I did. Oh my gosh. My go-to age is always 23. I felt like that was just a right-fitting number. Mm-hmm. I think mine was always 18, because I was bad at being a catfish on the internet. Wow, that's obvious, Caitlin. <laughs> I don't know. It worked. <laughs> that's because people I don't mean, care this- if it's obvious. <laughs> This was not me. This was not Club Penguin, to be fair. This was, like, weird chat rooms that were probably very creepy. Man, being on the internet during that time was wild. Yeah, like, I'm remembering back, like, when I was 15, I'd go on, like, these random chat rooms, and, like, people would talk to me, but I was, like, so naive. I was like, yeah, these people are cool. I'm like, no. No, they weren't. They were really fucking weird. <laughs> Oh no, I was weird trash too, and that's I knew that everybody else in there was. It was just all mutual <laughs> weird trash. Oh my god. I knew I knew that people were probably weird and scary, but I was just like really desperate to talk to other gay people. So I was like, it'll be fine. 
Which it was, mostly. <laughs> we turned out okay. Well, and I mean, I feel like it really does, like, having those experiences, I feel like, really informs, like, our literacy of, like, being on the internet now, where, like, it's so normal, and also, like, there's, like, a language to it that just doesn't... Like, I feel like you don't get that if you didn't grow up in those, like, online community spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, like, now it's just a thing. Like, now, like, every kid is just, like, growing up in that. But, like, when we were growing up, like, those were the first kinds of, like, things like that that had, that were, like, popular and mainstream like that, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I first, it was, like, the first, like, digital kind of collective experience for our generation, I think. Yeah. And it was, like, and it was normal and, like, expected. Because I feel yeah. like that's the thing of, like, hearing folks who are a little bit older than us talk about, like, growing up on the internet. It's a lot of, like, live journal and, like, being on, like, forum sites. Which I did that, too. But, like, I feel like things like RuneScape and Club Penguin and Neopets were, like, those were games where, like, my parents were okay with me doing that. And, like, it wasn't, like, weird or secretive. It was just, like... Yeah, no, you're expected, like, when you come home from school and you want to play on the computer, like, you're not playing, like, computer game, computer games, like, you're getting online and playing Neopets or RuneScape or whatever, and, like, playing in theory with other kids your age, and, like, that's normal and expected. Not real games. (laughs) Fake games for fake gamers. (laughs) There's a lot of guys that I met who are some fake gamers then. (laughs) (laughs) They're all fake gamers. Send them all to prison. <laughs> Please. <laughs> just just saying virtual Magic Kingdom should have been uh, Jessica's Magic Kingdom. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally hyping this up. It was it was really not all that great. <laughs> well, now I don't know what to believe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, God. now, like, thinking back on it, like, I think it also helped me with, like, social cues and stuff. Um, Growing up, I, eh, like, I grew up BSL, and it was a little bit hard making friends. It was up until maybe middle school that I started making friends, and I think kind of just knowing how to talk and engage people online really did help me with that. I mean, even even now, I still struggle with the anxiety of, like, making friends, but it definitely made it a lot easier. It helps that being funny equals, like, people are more willing to talk to you. But, <laughs> yeah, it's... Ah, yeah, the collective really helped me, minus the creeps, because, you know... They, yeah, they- well, I think it made, like... I know, like, when I was a kid, I mostly played with people I already knew. We would just, like, be, like, after school. <laughs> but I think it definitely primed the idea of, like making it more normal to have like online friendships that are like real and valuable Mm -hmm. oh yeah which i know is like which i know is like a difficult for a lot of folks who are like older like it's even taken my parents like a while to be like oh this isn't like that weird oh no i mean i just had a conversation with um my parents the other day because i was talking about how i'm going to pax and uh they were just like oh yeah boston's so cool and and we were just talking about that a little bit and they're like where are you staying and i'm like i'm actually getting an airbnb with some friends and they're like oh which friends are they and i'm like well you know moises <laughs> he was at the wedding uh he's from new york <laughs> i'm like i'm staying with my friend caitlin and they're from colorado and you haven't met them and i'm staying with my friend kayla from louisiana <laughs> and they're just like oh i'm like all of them are internet friends i'm like oh <laughs> so um yeah, no, it's still, I mean, I think that for anybody over the age of, like, 40, it's still kind of a thing to get used to. But it helps. I think that it's going to be less of a, a thing that people are weirded out by in 10, 15 years. Yeah, for sure. Especially as kids get older and older. Because, mm-hmm. like, like, we definitely grew up with that language. But I think even more, like, kids now, like, kind of circling back to, like, Fortnite and Minecraft and stuff like those those kids have, like, their own culture and ideas and stuff that, like, I, I'm not in touch with they, in any way. They have, like, their like, own language. Like, it's insane. Yeah, and it's, like, which is why, like, I do, I still find it so funny whenever people are, like, shitting on, like, Minecraft and Fortnite and all that because they're, like, for kids. But, like, they're not taking that, like, reflective moment to, like, think about what they played as a kid and, oh, like, yeah. how it shaped them. Well, and it's, like, I, honestly... I would say, because, like, so I have two sisters who are nine and ten, and 
on like their Minecraft and Roblox and all the things that they play, like it's almost like a culture for them. <laughs> you know yeah. and so I, what it is it's like it is yeah. that's the thing too like the, these games have evolved to such a point where like like runescape is still a culture absolutely mm-hmm. like 100 percent. and i think neopets have that to a degree and like probably club penguin but like seeing it now like with especially with like youtube and stuff factoring into it as well like there is definitely like a true like fandom community culture surrounding mm-hmm. those games that's like which like i get why people are kind of weirded out by it and like but it it really does just feel like to quote like a thing I say all the time on my fucking Fallout Boy podcast. It's like an old man yelling at Cloud thing like all the time, where it's like people just being mad because they don't get it, and like people love to shit on children. Mm-hmm. But like it's like some weird like superiority thing. It's just like my generation yeah. was better with games. Just like bro, it's like the same grindy shit all over again. Don't worry about it. No, it's it's yeah. so cool. Like my. Natalie, who's my 10-year-old sister in particular, like she has been able to accomplish so much. And I feel like that seems like weird to say, but it's like she's learning basic coding through Roblox. Like she is a mod in different servers. Like she helps like create different game. Because so like with Roblox, like the the thing with that is it's kind of like a client to play a whole bunch of, like you can put games inside the game. Like, and it's just- yeah, like that's what it so it's like you have this general like look of the game, like that kind of Minecraft blocky look. But like you can create servers that have a whole bunch of different like modes of play. Or it doesn't even have to be play at all. Like it's just like an MMO. You just walk in there and talk to people. Um, but like you can create games within it. And so she'll go in there and like they create games, like you can mod other games inside of it. Like you can play Minecraft in Roblox, stuff like that. You know, it's it's like really weird, but it allows for a lot of innovation um and a lot of imagination so i think that it's been really cool for her she's even like interested this coming summer in san francisco there's a camp uh it's like the girls make games camp or whatever and she oh yeah she's interested in trying to go to that because like she's become so i mean she's already just kind of like an artistic person in general but she's interested in like learning how to translate the things that she's learning and and her you know artistry and like actually potentially making games and lord knows we need more fucking girls in games so that's so I don't know, sick. It's cool. That's yeah, yeah. That's so fucking cool. No, she's she's fucking awesome. And then my sister Audrey, she's more. I mean, she's still kind of into that stuff, but she's less as into it as Natalie as far as the online stuff. But like Audrey came over to my apartment and literally played all of the new Spider Man game. Just like sat down and played it. <laughs> and and like they they just really um they really both like games. They like they talk about games a whole bunch with their friends at school. Um, it's becoming. I'm really excited to see like what what kids are doing because I think that it's going to be really good for for gaming as a whole. So maybe instead of all these gamers shitting on people and shitting on children in particular, we should be really excited for the stuff that they're going to create with all this new technology and all of this imagination. Oh my god! Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. I will still <laughs> make fun of Fortnite dances regardless, <laughs> but you're you're so right, and it's really exciting to see what they come up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Fortnite dances like problematic, largely, and it's, yeah. largely problematic because they're stealing shit from Black culture repeatedly. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a problem with kids being into Fortnite. Like, yeah, yeah, let kids enjoy things and like have friends and communities. Well, yeah, um, it gives like it gives people a common interest too. Like, it helps kind of like yeah. it's like okay, you know, this the kid who might be you know more shy and and maybe more nerdy and maybe would have been like more out an outcast in like our time of going to you know elementary school um can now connect with maybe the guy who's like super popular because they have this shared interest and i think that it's it's a unifier um well yeah i even read like some article that was talking about how like a lot of girls are getting into fortnite like in elementary school because they want to be able to talk to their like male classmates and so they're like learning fortnite and getting really good at fortnite and like becoming a part of that space because they want to be able to like talk to their friends in class yeah absolutely i mean i which is like cool and interesting honestly and like it's nice because i if i'm remembering it right i'm gonna have to find the thing i was reading hopefully but they were talking about how like it's becoming like a welcoming space in general because these kids are like already friends and then they just like want to be able to continue having common interests so these girls are like being able to play and talk and have it not be as shitty yeah Yeah. 
that, that makes complete sense. And it's like, if you think about it, especially when you're someone who's more involved in like, you know, geek culture, or whatever you want to call it, like, like we would be, um, the things that you like, as much as they don't define you, they do become talking points. So they do become connections that you have with other people. It makes it so much easier to be like, you know, I love Harry Potter. Oh, I love Harry Potter too. And now you have like this, this point of connection where you can talk and you can grow and you can introduce each other to different things. And like to have something as big as Fortnite, which kind of spans beyond just like this, like niche, niche, I combined, I was gonna say niche or niche, but whatever, uh, (laughs) this niche, like group. Um, it's really cool. I don't, I think that's something that should be like celebrated, not necessarily condemned. So. Yeah, well, I think it ties into, like, another thing that I was thinking about, like, because when I was reading the article about Neopets coming back, I was like, because I, like, I did it. I tweeted about it being like, oh, shit, this is exciting. And, like, I saw a lot of other adults, like, tweeting, like, about being excited for Neopets to come back. And I was thinking about it and I was like, fuck, because it kind of feels like that same thing where, like, that's been happening, like, when like kid shows are being rebooted and like people get like big mad about it yeah and like i guess i'm struggling to like find and i don't have a good answer like so maybe hopefully y'all can help me talk through it because there's something about like i am so nostalgic for neopets and like when the neopets games comes out like i'm probably going to download it but also like I I feel almost weird about it because like I feel like that game is probably going to be geared more towards like actual children and like it's weird to be in that space and I don't want to be like a shitty adult who's taking up a space that should be meant for kids to do all the stuff that we've been talking about so I don't know and I don't I and I feel like it's gonna if it is geared more towards kids which I don't know why it wouldn't be it definitely seems like it's gonna be ripe for that same kind of like ugh kids are stupid and like this is this should be how it was when we were kids. yeah they mm-hmm. ruined they ruined the thing that i had a nostalgia boner for yeah yeah um i think so the the important thing that i think is that you've come to the realization that it isn't for you because i think that's the thing is i think so many people when something's rebooted or, or brought back after x amount of years they assume like this is for me this is something i loved i have ownership over it this is like this is mine and they're doing this for me you know what i mean it's like that very like almost self-involved way of seeing things even if it's not something that you consciously think um but i think the fact that you all back which is no surprise coming from you that you would think that way because i feel like you're just very aware um and you're like hey this is for like the next generation of you know youths (laughs) um like i i think that that's important i don't think that there's anything wrong with partaking in it and if it's not for you i think that's just when you take a step back and you say you know what not for me but i hope you guys have fun with it yeah, I, I agree with Jess. As long as we're not kind of, like, handling the situation like other people have with, like, Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go, like, these grown-ass people were super upset about this cartoon aimed for, like, seven-year-olds. Um, I think we're gonna be good. Also, the whole experience is gonna be different. It's on mobile. It's not gonna feel the same. Um, so I know some adults are gonna be mad about it irrationally, but yeah, it is geared for kids, and I think it's really good, because a lot of kids have, like, phones and ipads in general and i don't know like what child's just like sitting on their computer i feel like every time i've gone to a family home they're kind of just on an like ipad or like a tablet in general but yeah no i agree with jess hell yeah i think yeah i think i'm probably still gonna download it but maybe i'll just like quietly do it in my corner of neopets and like not talk to anybody and just enjoy having my my fucking gellard again <laughs> just <laughs> get some paintbrushes by myself <laughs> you know and look at look at stuff like pokemon go which kind of had the same thing like it's something that's from our childhood um and obviously it's it's different it's not like i don't know it's it's obviously it's a different type of thing it's not like an mmo it's not it's not like they recreated the original game though they just did it with let's go pikachu and eevee so um <laughs> but it's something that I feel like is very universal. I mean, you have people who are like, you know, 30 and who grew up playing Pokemon playing it. But then you also have like, oh, my God, my sister Natalie for the longest time was like, I really, really want a phone just so I can play Pokemon Go. <laughs> and like that's because <laughs> you have to have a phone for it. You can't use a tablet. 
and uh oh wild i didn't realize that well that's what she said like i don't know it was something like my other sister it was it was a whole thing in our family because the other sister audrey claims that you can but she had a a meltdown saying she couldn't figure it out so i don't know i don't know what the truth is um (laughs) but this is this is an investigative journalism you guys i'm gonna google it um but so she like Pokemon Go is something that is is for everybody, I think. And Club Penguin could be this, or not Club Penguin. Uh, Neopets could be this same way. Uh, I think it could still be an enjoyable experience for people who maybe played it when they were, you know, ten. Yeah, I think honestly, I'm surprised that they didn't make a true Pokemon MMO because I could totally see that working. Oh yeah, that would um definitely be popular i think yeah it's honestly wild that they didn't but it's also interesting because pokemon go like despite the like potential to have that even in just like the core pokemon go design it's interesting that they took away like they didn't have a lot of the social features at first um because like you couldn't trade you couldn't battle like i think it gets hard and this is probably the reason i would speculate and i i've read that a lot of these types of places shut down like i would i would venture to say it's probably why virtual magic kingdom and stuff shut down is it's just really hard to moderate that stuff and when you have something that's aimed at children and like you can't you like the more that you allow interactions to happen the more it can go wrong and uh it's just it gets really high stakes you know mm-hmm. and i mean it's at the same time too it's like there is like some money in children obviously like i probably a lot i mean like you know you talk to your parents like oh i really need five dollars to put into this game and like i my parents do it for my sisters all the time you know they'll be like oh i need robux or whatever i think it's called robux is what you use in roblox and like they'll like for, for their birthdays they might get like a 20 dollar like robux robux gift card and stuff like that so i mean like yeah there's money in there but it's like a lot of the people who are playing these mmos like they're not spending money and so you have something that's heavily moderated and you're not making as much money as like something that's subscription based for, you know, people in their 20s. So I don't know. I would I would speculate that that's kind of the reason why these things aren't super long lived. Yeah, it's like yeah. Webkins. I don't know if you guys remember Webkins. I um, do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. My cousin had a Webkins yeah. and I did not understand it because I was just too old for it. Yeah. So like I remember the time being, I don't know if they were expensive to like my friends but they, i just remember specifically they were expensive to me and like they just had collections of them but it was their money was basically you bought the plushie with the code on it and then that's it that's how they made their money so obviously that was just kind of like a temporary thing because you know how long is this thing gonna go uh no i wouldn't say obvious but at some point i think a couple years ago like someone took a picture and they were like at the dollar tree store for just a dollar each i think they were like 20 bucks uh a plushie they they yeah they were expensive i remember them being a lot for i mean erica and alex my other two sisters i have four sisters i'm sorry if this is confusing for people listening so (laughs) erica and alex are my sisters closer to me in age they're 18 and almost 21 now they were big with webkins um and i remember they kind of ranged because you could actually get webkins for about like i think it was 6.99 were the cheapest ones and they were the smaller ones and then i want to say it was like 14.99 for regular sized which still i mean that adds up because like and it was like it was such a a -a collect-a-thon you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it was like you i mean erica would be able to talk about this better than i could because i don't know but it was like a whole thing with her and her friends i remember um and so, like, for every webkin you got, you had, like, a room, basically. Like, you start off with, like, one room and your one webkin. And then for every webkin you got, you got um, different, like, furniture that could go with it. And, like, you got a different room. So, like, if you had 20 webkins, you'd have 20 rooms. And like, you could have all these different themed rooms. And it became this whole thing. And I remember... The Webkins McMansion. <laughs> yeah. No, it was... <laughs> but uh no and my parents totally like they're such enablers and they totally enabled erica and alex to just be ridiculous with that stuff um like (laughs) i remember like they had a list of like all the webkins and they would just like literally check them off when they got them like i i'm gonna ask erica real quick hey erica how many webkins (laughs) do you think you had she's laughing I would venture to say, she says about 50. Oh my Jesus. God. Alex had how many? 
Alex had about 60 to 70. Oh my Jesus God. Christ. Are there even that many animals? <laughs> yeah, no, like, I'm not kidding you. My mom would go on eBay for them and find the ones that they didn't have. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's bananas. Like, Erica's in the other room looking really guilty and nodding. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm trying to think, because, like, I know that Club Penguin had, like, a paid, like, premium membership that you could have, and I definitely had one of those for, like, a hot minute, because I asked for it for, like, my birthday or Christmas or something, but then, like, we didn't renew it once it expired, and, like, I know RuneScape had something like that, too, but I never did that, but, like, yeah, I did not have, like, a very many premium MMO experiences. <laughs> Other than uh, like freeloading off of people and playing this online, <laughs> um, I, I don't think I've ever paid for any online sort of thing. I've always just been cheap. Oh, no. oh I played for I paid for EverQuest, I guess. Which man, I was way too young to be playing EverQuest. I didn't know what the fuck was going on in that game. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, no, I again, I was at the public library playing these games. My mom was working way too hard. Hell no! If I asked her, she'd fucking laugh at me. Yeah, it's always, it's really funny because, like, my mom, when she had me, and, like, progressively throughout her life, which is what most people do, she's just gotten, like, more and more wealthy to where we're now, like, very upper middle class. And so it's, like, the life that I had as a child filled with, like, hamburger helper and, like, like, sleeping in one room with, like, my two other sister, like, is so different from my... Huh? <laughs> Erica, sorry, Erica was like weighing in the background. But it's just so incredibly different from like the lives my little sisters lead. Like I can guarantee their college is going to be entirely paid for and they won't have like $30,000 in student loans like me right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, lucky. Yeah, right? No, like it's it's just so drastically different. So when it comes to games and all this like subscription stuff, I don't even want to know how much money they have in Roblox and stuff. Uh, also, update. Apparently, um, apparently, as of 2016, uh, Pokemon Go is not guaranteed to work on tablets. I don't know if that's been updated since uh, in the past three years, but... Mm. I've never mm. seen anyone whip out a tablet in like, the rates <laughs> that like I've joined. So, the one friend that is really into Pokemon Go that I know is Mike and... I've joined like a couple raids with him just to like just look like I don't even play the game. I'm just like lurking and seeing like, wow, this is really cool. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never I've never seen someone like whip out a tablet. It's always like a phone or something. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, That's weird. That's weird that you can't do that. But I guess it, I guess it makes sense because like it would probably need to be like data enabled. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Video games. <laughs> um, How do they work? <laughs> video games, what are they? <laughs> uh, should we get into some listener stories before Jess has to run? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Alrighty. Uh, Sam, do you want to, or, sorry, Monty, do you want to do yours, or do you want me to do one of the ones uh, that I Yeah, I'll, I'll do one here. We didn't talk about World of Warcraft, and... That was a big MMO. I know it's not like very childish, but um I know a lot of people did grow up playing it though. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I played it I just really didn't. <laughs> I played it pretty bad during high school. Like I was ooh, I like I can't go back into it only because it brings me back to like when I was like super depressed for that reason. But I know a lot of people who had really good good experiences from it. But this is from Nick. He goes by cyber underscore jock on Twitter. He's very funny. But he says, The most memorable story was from when I was 13, and I was doing a raid for my friends because we both played mages on WoW. And he needed help because he didn't know how the boss fights were, and I had been looking for a new helmet in the game for like two months and never got lucky. I killed a boss and he got a helmet and from it, and I literally cried. Like I had to go home because I was so upset he got it and I didn't. It, <laughs> it's so weird being 12 to 14 and playing with 20 plus year olds because even though you'd expect older people to be mean on WoW, they were usually very kind to kids who were playing rather than being rude, which considering how toxic the community is, was very strange now thinking about it. 
But yeah, that was a funny little story that he remembered. <laughs> oh man, luck of the That's litter. Perfect. It always never works out on your end. I'm so sorry, Nick. Um, <laughs> man, yeah, R.I.P. Everybody press F for Nick. <laughs> um, yeah, I never played WoW because I didn't want to pay for it. Also, like I when I was in high school and I started getting back into gaming again, I played Dragon Age Origins and like lost my fucking mind. And that's like a contained experience. <laughs> so I was like, and I had a friend who loved WoW and he really, really wanted me to play WoW with him. And I was like, Brett, I cannot do this because I will lose my mind. At first, and I thought I didn't hear Brett at first. I thought you said Brett. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like, I don't think I've ever heard you say that. <laughs> I've no, like, I, Brett, I can't play that. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> But yeah, no, my friend Brett loved it. And I was like, Brett, I'm looking you in the eyes telling you right now that if I play this game, you will never see me again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. They'll like come into your house, like no one's in there, everything's dusty, no one's been there for the past 20 years. They see you in your room, just eating chips on your computer (laughs) screen. I've been leveling up. (laughs) I've been grinding doing those raids. (laughs) I'm I'm now God. Your eyes glow. Um, <laughs> but, like, well, and it, it got worse because even, like, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell the story, but I'm going to. I'll keep the person anonymous. Um, Not that anyone would know who they are anyway, but um, sorry if you listen. I don't think you do. But um, one of my exes failed a semester of college because of WoW. And... um. Yeah, she's like she's like pretty sure like that's why she didn't get into like the master's degree program she wanted. Oh my god. Yeah, and she was like, "Yeah, I can't play like we were talking about video games and stuff." And she was like, "Yeah, I can't play WoW anymore because like my junior year of college cuz she was older because of course she was. Um she was like, "Yeah, I just like I spent a whole semester playing WoW and I failed all my classes and and I was like, "Jesus Christ." I made the right move because this could have been me. Oh my god, that's terrifying. She was like a, she was like a living cautionary tale that I was dating. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I knew there was a semester. One of my friends, it wasn't wow. It wasn't even an MMO. It was just a game. But yeah, I mean, games like when you when you become addicted to them, it's uh, they can really fuck you up. Yeah, it's not good. Mm-mm. Especially all that grindy shit that just really scratches like that one particular itch in people's brains. Yes. Um. Alrighty. So we'll do another another story. This one was sent in by our friend Andrew Rivera, aka Mecha Shadow. Woo! Um. So he says, "Hi everyone. Long time, first time, and all that. <laughs> Long time being the like three months that the show has existed. I guess." <laughs> Uh, so my childhood MMO experience was with RuneScape. I was never really big on PC gaming, but the family computer could run RuneScape, so I play it all the time. Now, the story here is that one day I was approached by someone offering me in-game money to mine coal and ores for him. He would supply me with pickaxes and I would mine for him. So months went by and I would have a second job just mining all the time. It got to a point where my mining level was 90 out of 100, but the rest of the stats were barely 30. I had so much money, but I couldn't use use or wear any of the high-level items I bought. Oh, Andrew, he got played. Oh my god, wow. Anyways, I just wanted to say either you're doing really good work with the podcast and I honestly can't wait to meet and hang out with all of you one day. Have a good rest of the podcast. That's so sweet. Wow. And he says hopefully hopefully one day a friend of the show, which you are. You're a friend of the show, Andrew. Thank you. Andrew's so cool. He's so sweet. He is. No, that's cool. Yeah. RuneScape? I fucking loved RuneScape. Let me tell you, I'm in five act <laughs> to let you guys know, I'm in five RuneScape Facebook groups. And what? <laughs> Damn. Okay, oh. this is like a this is a little secret. You guys are getting some intel from me now. You guys are getting to know me. Yeah, I really, really loved RuneScape growing up and it was actually like I don't play it anymore, but like I just love knowing how people like are up to and stuff. I know there's a mobile version, which I tried out. But me being busy all the time, just like I don't have fucking time for this shit anymore. But just seeing all that stuff, it's like a big like nostalgia, like ecstasy sort of thing for me. I'm just like, oh yeah, this shit's really good. <laughs> um, like a lot of my little like 
in Discord and like League and stuff, you could put like a little message that people read when you're online. And mine's like buying BF 100 mil, which is like an ongoing, <laughs> <laughs> which is like an ongoing joke in RuneScape. But yeah, yeah, oh, I feel so bad for Andrew because like that shit's not easy. It's it's work. That game was so fucking grindy, and oh my heart, yeah. my heart goes out. Oh, my I god. have a friend, and oh my god, I love him so dearly. I don't if he still does this but i lived with him in college for a little bit and every morning he would go on runescape and he would send his ships out i, love it. I, I, I don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> but but it became a joke that morning and night night uh we had to make sure that dan sent his ships out <laughs> god yeah that was the main thing of me not being able to get into runescape was it was so grindy and like everything just felt like the game was like trying to make it really hard and i was like damn okay yeah yeah the game the game wasn't easy i don't know like i don't know how i got through it because i the, those sort of games now i don't fucking play like it's a lot of like the big mmo rpgs now like with like the items and the inventory and like little moves like i'll try to play terra or Bladed Soul, which are very, like, I'm not gonna compare it to RuneScape, but, like, they're they're very beautiful and very, and, uh, I don't know, I just feel like I have to have, like, a degree to fucking play that game, because I try to do anything. <laughs> Spreadsheets. I, I can't, I just, I can't play those games anymore. Yeah, the MMOs are not for us, I think, as a group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have, like, I feel like Monster Hunter World was kind of, like, a pseudo-MMO, and, like, I just don't, I I think I don't have the personality to, like, really get hooked on those things. Yeah, I don't either. That's honestly why I even struggle with, like, Diablo 3. I'm like, this is, like, very, it, it clearly has, like, ties to those kinds of games, mm -hmm. and I'm like, damn, I'm like... I'm not quite as here for it. Yeah. Like dr Which drugs, Andrew alcohol, sex, those are good, but MMOs. <laughs> <laughs> Which Andrew, before you yell at me, I'm going to buy it. Leave me alone. Um <laughs> You know which Andrew I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, um, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Uh so the, the next story we have is from Quinn from over at Irrational Path. Alright, so Quinn says, Hey Palinaron crew. My name is Quinn. And I noticed this call. Yep, uh, I noticed this call for childhood MMO stories. Uh, I wanted to reminisce about something I played with my brother when I was younger. Now let me tell you about an MMO called Wizard One Hundred One. Yeah. Um, and this is the only MMO I played. It revolves around a world in which each wizard and warlock are able to choose the houses they want, essentially serving as a class system. Wow, that sounds problematic. <laughs> uh, my oh, classes in like RPG. I thought you meant like, like. The fire mages are in poverty. And I was like, damn. <laughs> oh my god. Is this Avatar? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Uh, I guess I was thinking more of a caste system. Um, my brother was a fire mage and I was a necromancer. Every day after school, my me and my brother would finish our homework and I would bring my laptop into his room. We would boot up and play this game. We would quest and gallivant for hours. Gallivant is a good word. Um... It's something which I have extremely fond memories of playing, and it was something that brought us closer together. This was also a time in both of our lives where we didn't have any friends as we were new. At, oh, it'd be cool if I could read. Uh, as we were the new kids on the block. So every moment we had together was cherished. Wizard 101 was a very special game for me and my brother. We still play games together, but in the same capacity as we did when we were kids. Damn, that was cute. That was really cute sweet. Story. That was sweet. That warmed my heart. Oh my gosh, I I I give them praise because like the commercials scare the shit out of me. I don't know, <laughs> Wizard One Hundred One commercials are wildin' when I was younger, and then I still see like the gift cards and like GameStop and stuff, and like they still use the same like three D render from like fucking twelve years ago. It's wild, but oh yeah, I remember those commercials, and I was always like, "What the fuck is this?" I think it it's, looks weird. I think it's still going. Yeah, it is, but it's good wow. to hear that, like, someone has a really good experience where I'm like, all right, maybe that game wasn't as creepy as, like, my mind manifested it to be for some reason. <laughs> uh, now I get that. God. Sometimes you see something and you just store it away as terrifying and unknown. <laughs> <laughs> if and Those commercials were fucking weird. I do remember being very weirded out by those, so... 
Yeah. I'm happy that Quinn had a good time with it. Thank you, Quinn. You've you've changed my view of the world. <laughs> Particularly uh, wizards. <laughs> Particularly specifically Wizard 101. <laughs> um alright, we have one more story from other friend of the show, one Moises Tavares. Uh shout out to you, BB Boy. And he says So the only MMO I've put a good amount of time into was Fusion Fall, a Cartoon Network MMO. Oh, I remember that one. I never played it, but I remember it. It was my first time ever playing a game like that, so I definitely didn't understand the structure of it, nor did I completely wrap my head around how big it was. So I went to this town, which I think was the cul-de-sac from Ed, Ed, and Eddie, but walled off entirely with garbage. And I couldn't find the entrance right away, despite the fact that I had followed the marker. So instead of doing a whole circle, like I sh- I know I should have, I jumped on whatever garbage stuck out enough to be considered a platform and literally scaled like a hundred foot wall because I couldn't navigate a mini map all that well. It took me 20 minutes to get over it. Once I was up there, I saw the entrance just to my right. If I had walked a minute, I could have saved myself. And after that, I shut off that game and never played an MMO again. <laughs> that is the most Moises story I've ever heard for a multitude of reasons. I love that he's out here, like, fucking Breath of the Wild platforming in this, like, old-ass cartoon <laughs> network Yeah, a Skyrim MMO. horse, he could have just hit space a whole bunch. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh, that's, that's beautiful. I love it. I haven't played Fusion Fall, actually. I'm going to look up what it looks like, because it probably looks like a hot mess if it's from Cartoon let's, Network. Let's see if we yeah, can no, get footage of the garbage it. wall. <laughs> I remember I remember seeing them advertising Fusion Fall, but I think I was a little bit too old for it, because <gasps> I'm, I'm a couple years older than Moises, and I remember like seeing it and being like, I think I'm good. Kind of terrifying. Hold on. I want to just take the the screenshot of like this video like photo that they have here hold on i'll send it to you guys in a bit but continue i think that's it i think that's all i got um they made like all of the cartoon network characters like real hot in fusion fall i see the appeal (laughs) (laughs) did they of course you do yeah i mean look at the art like why does dexter look like that Oh, the art's good. I'm I'm talking about the renders. They're, I'm going to show oh, you the, yeah. the Ed, Ed, and Eddie render that I see right here on my screen is absolutely the stuff of nightmares. Hold on. Oh, wait. Oh, I think <laughs> I see it. It's terrifying. It's like, he has just his three hairs, too, for some reason. A kid that's balding. I need to know what that, like, what that is. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I, I just don't get why they tried to make Dexter hot. Like, he honestly looks like a Persona villain. Isn't he, like, a third grader? <laughs> yeah! Yes. He's, like, third grade, but they made him look like he's, like, fucking six foot with, like, this, like, weird... I don't I don't understand what's he happening. He has, like, a nice pompadour, too. Yeah! Fuck? Oh, my God. Buttercup looks like she's, like, 19, and she looks like oh, Yuffie. No. Well, this is the podcast art. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh, it was something shared. Yeah, oh, yes. shared it in the Discord. Look in the chat. Oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> yep, that's the that's the podcast. That's one hundred percent. We need to kick him out of here. <laughs> you know who's an incredibly underrated Cartoon Network character? Who? Frankie from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Oh, she's so yeah. cool. I remember she her t-shirt. So cool. show was good. I remember oh, her t-shirt. Her t-shirt was um the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was and like so cool. What's cool you know who too? Else is an oak? Uh, I was just gonna say, what's cool about Frankie is I feel like she was obviously she, she was like the older maternal like girl character, but she was never like made to be like antagonistic or bad or like her concern wasn't like made fun of yeah she's always looking yeah no it was always like blue being kind of an asshole and people being like yeah no frankie's like right (laughs) yeah like frankie was just cool like she she knew what was up and like she wasn't like it wasn't a vicky the babysitter sort of thing you know yeah which they both had ginger pointy pointy tails by the way Mm -hmm. but yeah (laughs) you know who else was a good a cartoon network character what him (laughs) <laughs> oh my god he <laughs> he was so good he broke him, barriers i think i think him originally made me gay <laughs> oh absolutely him is my root <laughs> you know who else i really love from cartoon network <laughs> 
uh number three from kids next door oh yeah which one was that one was that the, she girl was, the, green, sweater? the green sweater the green yeah. sweater oh yeah. she was so cute i remember she was so cute the very like scary episode like she like she really liked those bears. I remember, and then they went yeah. to the yeah. island with the bears. They were like they were like care bears. Yeah, and like that episode, like it's like went downhill because bears were evil. I don't know. It was wild. I remember that. I really liked Cam Blaslow because that was a hot mess of a show. Just like Flapjack. Oh, Flapjack was also <laughs> that a show hot scared mess. me. That show and Flapjack both like the animation style is just like super creeped me out. Mm-hmm. And Chowder, Chowder kind of the same thing. Chowder creeped me out as well. I'm glad that they moved away from that style because it was very fucking creepy to me. I feel mm-hmm. like that was a very, like, raw XD era because it was just, like, very random. Yeah. It was just all random shit. It was, like, I had just missed the window for it. Like, I think that's the theme is, like, because you and Moises are both a couple years younger than me. So there's, like, just that tiny gap where, like, Cartoon Network was doing a thing. Yeah, Ed. it was weird. They they made up some weird shit, but like some really fantastic shows came out of it. Like regular show was so good. Um, uh, regular show and Adventure Time were fucking great. They're, oh, they're such good shows. Gravity like, Falls was re- is really good too. Oh my god, that's true. But that's a Disney show. Oh yeah, it is. Shit, I always forget about that. It does. It does seem very Cartoon Networky. If it's their brand, yeah, it does. Well, if if it's that like style of the time too, but it was a it was a disney xd show oh my god mm. i actually cosplayed dipper when i was like 18 i wonder if i could find a picture i'll send it to you guys later <laughs> yes please yeah hell yeah do either of you have a end of the show shout out in mind oh shit forgot about that uh, uh i want to shout out my uh four boyfriends and two girlfriends from uh, Virtual Magic Kingdom. I'm sorry that I stopped talking to you. Uh, I still think about you from time to time. <laughs> okay. I'm, well, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If somebody has a genuine one. I, I have one if y'all don't. Uh-huh. Um, nah, Caitlin, go. I'll have one for next week, I promise. Okay, so I want to I wanna shout out uh, my, my friend Chris, Chris Compendio, and uh ap marvel which i know some folks who listen to us are into marvel stuff so you should check that out um but ap marvel is a podcast and now a like outlet with written content too that does kind of a similar thing that like what we do um but with marvel properties um and their podcast is really really good and interesting um and critical and two they're really working to have like marginalized folks getting to have their opinions since that industry is so dominated by uh cishet white dudes um so they just launched their patreon last week i think um and so if you if any of that sounds interesting you should check out the podcast you should check out their website you should check out uh chris on twitter his twitter is um compenderizer and i'll put that in the show notes and also put the ap marvel like website um and if you like what they do you should definitely uh throw some money at their patreon because they're cool and good and they're looking to like actually pay folks for their writing and stuff so yeah nice it that's the show um i wrote a real intro for this show so i'm going to read it now (laughs) um because i was like man every time i end this it's just it's just so nonsense (laughs) um all right so i think that's gonna do it for us this time uh jess where are you on the internet uh, you can find me over on Twitter at twitter.com slash J-E-S-S-A-C-O-G-S, Jessicogs. And Monty? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. All of them are 3DS Boy. The three is spelled out. And you can find me at CG and 8Rs on Twitter. Uh, and you can find some of the other stuff I do on my pin tweet there. Uh, Palin Around is a product of Your Geeky Gal Pal, which you can find on all social media at Your Geeky Gal Pal and on yourgeekygalpal.com. If you want to hang out with us uh, and our fun community, you can join our Discord, and the link will be in the episode description. And if you like the show, be sure to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please join our Discord, please. It's You'll fun. See. They'll yell at it me to fun. go we to gotta... sleep and then I'll go crazy over it. <laughs> <laughs>
uh we have a we also have a pet pics channel that's right oh i have to check that i haven't checked that recently there's some good ones in there right now very good boys and girls all kinds of critters but yeah so let's get into it see y'all bye-bye hey caitlin here again Sorry, popping back up real quick. We finished recording, and then a couple of days later, I realized that we have some more stuff to tell you. So, first of all, uh, my birthday Smash Bash charity Smash Tournament for Trans Women of Color Collective got moved back to this Saturday, which you're hearing this on Thursday, hopefully. So, that's two days from now. If you want to participate still, you totally can. Just send a screenshot of your $5 or more donation to Trans Women of Color Collective to Caitlin at yourgeekygalpal.com or DM it to the Your Geeky Gal Pal Twitter account. If you want to participate in the stream but don't necessarily want to play, you can still send me your donation screenshots and be entered to win codes during the stream. Okay. Number two. For the next episode, we are talking about franchises and properties and even companies that we have a weird irrational loyalty to. Mine, if you've read the site recently, which cough, cough, you should, uh, is Kingdom Hearts. What's yours? Go ahead and send those answers if you want to contact at yourgeekygalpal.com or DM them to the Twitter, uh, whatever works for you. And yeah, that's going to do it for real this time. Bye! (laughs)